Hey guys, I'm Liz. And I'm Jane. Welcome to episode 4 of Tacos and Tales. to our Tacos and Tales podcast, a deliciously scary podcast for the taco enthusiasts. What's up, guys? Happy Labor Day. Hopefully everybody has a day off. For today's episode, we actually have a very special guest. (laughs) (laughs) We have our mama bear on set, (laughs) and um, yeah, she'll be joining us today. Hey, guys. (laughs) Hey, mom. (laughs) So for today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about maybe scary things that have happened regarding churches. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. With all the buzz about the new nun movie coming out, I thought it'd be fun to tell a story about a nun or a church or some something related. Um, so I do have a story for y'all, and it's actually a real-life story. So I looked online, and I wasn't able to really find anything about a haunting or supernatural that had to do with the nun. But I did find something that was a true life incident, which I think is a lot scarier than something that is supernatural or haunting. This is something that really happened. Yeah, absolutely. People in real life can be terrifying. And um, it's it's pretty, pretty shocking, so I hope you guys are ready for that. We're ready. Let's do it. So just a, a little warning, if you're listening to this with children in the room, you may want to just pause it and listen to it while they're not around because it does have some heavy content and a couple of um, heavy words. So that's just a disclaimer. Didn't we have an E rating on um, iTunes? Yeah. Ex- expletive? Or, uh, well, or, or are we rated <laughs> E for everyone? <laughs> I don't know because in, in, in the category I did put that it might have like some... Um, Bad words. Explicit content. We said hell. But, <clears throat> so I don't know if that means E for explicit or E for everyone. Or e it, for evil. <laughs> <laughs> we kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today I'm going to bring to you the story of the poor sisters of Nazareth. Just a little bit of quick history. Mm-hmm. In, 1850, in 1851 in France, Sister Basil moved... Nope. Moved. Moved. <laughs> Moved. In 1851 in France, Sister Basil Marie enters the Little Sisters of the Poor. She and four other sisters were sent to West London to care for um, the elderly poor. So in 1857, they built the first Nazareth house in Hammersmith, which is a district of West London. Um, when this was built, they were no longer only caring for the elderly, but also poor and the infirm children, orphans, and, and stuff like that. So in 1861, they separated from the Little Sisters of the Poor, and they formed the Poor Sisters of Nazareth. And when, uh, at the time of her death, Sister Marie Basil, or Basil Marie, in 1878, she had established eight other Nazareth houses um, all across Europe. Oh. So for more than 100 years, they've taken care of orphans, uncontrollable kids, and juvenile delinquents. Um, the nuns were viewed as beacons of kindness and compassion. Mm. 
Unfortunately, all wasn't as it seemed. Um, so around 1998, over 500 people came forward with allegations of cruelty and sexual abuse that they encountered. Um, 1998. So 100 years later? So 100 years later. There was a report published about the home that was in Queensland, Australia, and it spanned over a 90-year period of just nothing but reports of abuse and sexual misconduct. And <clears throat> I know. So that's just a little bit of the history of the Sisters of Nazareth and who they are, what they did, allegedly. And so here are some of the horrors that went on. Bedwetting was about the worst thing that a kid could do. They would frequently wake them up and check to see if their beds were wet. And if they were wet, then they would beat them. One girl was held out of the window by her ankles as Ooh. punishment for wetting the bed. Oh my god. Wow. Children were forced to stand with their wet sheets on their heads for hours. The luckier ones, they just got dragged out of their beds and called vile names. Children were forced to eat their own vomit, um, so apparently the food was so inedible that they would have to force feed them, and whoever couldn't keep it down had to eat whatever came back up. Oh my god. Um, they could get beat for anything as minimal as sneezing, bedwetting, or forgetting the words of hymns, talking in church. The nuns would carry canes, sticks, or the leather belts around their waists, and this is what they would use to hit them. Okay, so one girl had her legs burnt with hot pokers to exercise the devil. One was scarred with scalding hot water for not using enough hot water when washing. Um, one girl almost lost her leg after the nun pulled out an ingrown toenail with a set of pliers. Ooh. Um, one cold morning, a girl sneezed in church and was taken into the restroom where they hit the soles of her feet 20 times. Several girls had to help her walk for three days. Um, <clears throat> one of the kids was beaten with a cane on his hands and lost count after the 66th, 66th hit. Wow. The same girl that uh, sneezed in church developed a terrible stuttering after 10 years in the home. She said that only... Sorry, I can't read my handwriting. She said that the only okay time was Christmas because they were allowed to have a party, but she would miss it frequently because she'd be so excited that she would start vomiting. Oh my God. In 1955, they were taken on holiday to a cold and gray windy beach. The nuns were huddled in a warm hut and the girls were on the beach playing with the ball. And when the ball got blown into the sea, the fear of what would happen if they didn't get it was too much. So a girl named Betsy Owens went after it. She ended up drowning and um, apparently there's no record of that incident. The lawyer representing the Nazareth house has said that there is no record of the incident or of anybody named Betsy Owens. Well, so it just deleted her. A cover-up. Yeah. <clears throat> there was a deaf girl who would get punished and slapped because the nuns didn't believe she was deaf. One girl named Helen was on the swings when a nun named Sister Alfonso, remember that name, took her off by her hair and smashed her face into a brick wall and broke all of her teeth and mashed her face. Oh, wow. That's your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say wow again. <laughs> I promise not to say wow again. So when the poor orphans would come to the house several times, they were separated from their siblings and they wouldn't see them 
again for another couple of years. Um, and then there was the sexual abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one drinking wine, you know, the ones that are busy. <laughs> Today's taco is a taco that is called unas con otras, which means some with others. <laughs> Some with another? <laughs> so yeah, some with others. Before we get into the sexual abuse part of it, I think it's time for a taco break. Taco break! <laughs> Today's taco is a taco that is called unas con otras, which means... Some with others? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Some with another? <laughs> so yeah, some with others. So for today's taco, since we were off today, we did a breakfast taco, and in that taco we had amigas. Mom, can you explain to the beautiful people out there what migas are? <laughs> sure, beautiful people. Um, migas are actually corn tortillas that are fried. Some people add onion, tomato, and peppers, and then you add egg usually served with cheese on top with a side of beans. On occasion, you can actually put your migas into a flour tortilla and make a taco. And that's where the name unas con otras comes from because it's the corn tortilla with the flour tortilla. Hmm. One so with another. <clears throat> melding into one. Melting so into really one. it's tortilla inception. Tortilla-ception. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's so that's the taco that we had today and we will and we'll have that picture on Instagram so everybody can take a look at it. If you haven't followed our Instagram page, please do. We're almost up to a hundred followers. You can follow our Instagram page at Tacos the Letter N Tales Podcast. There's another another version of Migas where you don't put egg in it, right? And it's called yeah, Chilaquiles. Mm -hmm. Chilaquiles. I think a lot of people get confused with chilaquiles and migas. Right. Because I know that we've ordered them before at restaurants and we order one thing and they bring another thing. Well, chilaquiles normally doesn't have egg in it. It's uh, fried tortillas with usually a uh, chili sauce like you use in enchiladas. Mm. Poured on top of it and usually has queso fresco on top of it. Mm. Mm. Um, so good. Mm -hmm. And usually the egg will come on the side. As opposed to Migos having the egg in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so back to this real-life true crime story. Um, there was a lot of allegations of sexual abuse. One person said that it started when he was eight. A man who volunteered would molest him in the baths and toilets. When he told a priest in confession... A priest? In the Belvin toilet? <laughs> baths and toilets. Baths. Um, mm-hmm. When he told a priest in confession, Oh, a man comes to my home and plays with my private parts. The priest asked his name. After he told him, the priest said, Pray for him, my son. <laughs> wow. I know. Apparently the priest knew the man. Um, incidentally, that priest is now an archbishop who denies that claim. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the, so the girl who got her teeth bashed in by that one nun, years later her brother confessed to her that he had also been sexually abused by a priest and he never was never able to live a normal life and he ended up taking his own life oh, because of it. How sad. Um, there was a driver who, quote, would touch up the girl's 
and boys, end quote. Touch up. That's what, that's what the quote is. But this, oh. so this is happening in, in London or oh, in... Oh, uh, yes. Touch up. In, oh, my God. <laughs> touched up. In, the, in Europe. So, of course, their language is a little bit different than ours. Um, there was um, a so apparently Welcome to Tacos and Tales, where we laugh at <laughs> extremely inappropriate things to laugh at. <laughs> yes. Um, apparently... <laughs> I'll just take a pause while everybody recollects themselves. <laughs> so I was going to say, touched up, you tossed what? <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> so apparently a child would be used as the lookout while a handyman would come and pursue his sexual relationship with the nun. There was a man who would come in and say he was a father and take a girl only to assault her. And apparently the nuns allowed it. Some were sexually abused by older kids, priests, and or nuns. A girl was raped by a priest during confession, and after he told her that she had the devil's eyes and she needed to beg for forgiveness for what had happened. These are just excerpts of the cases that are mounted against these nuns. One lady said that 15 people who were in her group in those homes have killed themselves. The church has denied this and uh, refused to accept any... Um, Responsibility. Responsibility for what allegedly occurred. In 2000, that sister Alfonso, which was the girl, the one that smashed the girl's face into the brick, she was convicted of four charges of cruel and unnatural treatment. And the sheriff at that time said he would not imprison her because of her age and health. She was only 57. Oh so my gosh. So how bad could her health have been? And who cares because she was an evil person. Um, so this order still exists. They now uh, go only by the name of Sisters of Nazareth, not the Poor Sisters of Nazareth. And it wasn't until this year, 2018, that they are finally being held to account for the decades of abuse. More than 20 years have passed since these allegations came out. There was a lot of legal red tape and obstacles. And in that time, many of the victims have died or continued suffering with their ongoing traumas and as a result of what occurred. In June of this year, that sister, Alfonso, who is now 77, she admitted her guilt. She admitted to all of the abuse in the 60s and 70s. She wept as she gave her evidence and said, she's sorry to have caused the victims extra pain by taking so long to admit her guilt. Um, she also said that they, a lot of the kids probably probably fantasized the gravity of the abuse that was happening and um, kind of just tried to downplay it. And uh, to end the story, the regional supervisor of the order came out with a uh, statement and said, quote, she was very sorry for any child who had suffered abuse, end quote. So that is a, a trial that is actually ongoing right now and um, there is no... There hasn't been any, and there hasn't been any conclusion. conclusion. Yes, thank you. Well, so that is the <coughs> real life story of the sisters of Nazareth, the poor sisters of Nazareth. And that is just something that it can't even be scarier than anything that you can imagine. Yeah, it sounds like an episode of American Horror Story or something. And it's only one story in God knows how many of this kind. So very sad. Yeah, that was. And I was researching it, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is just literally like an episode of a, a horror show. Oh, yeah. It's so sad, and it's so sad that so many of them have already passed away without ever 
getting any kind of justice, which really is it even really justice for them. Right. And there could never be justice. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Enough. Um, so definitely there's so many stories about these sisters that I just literally got a handful of them, even though it went on forever. Um, so if you ever have just time to go down a black hole, look it up. There's a lot of interesting stuff to read. Um, but I will say that the abuse didn't happen at all the houses, and it seemed to be just a couple of rogue nuns that um, inflicted this pain on these kids. And if you want to watch a fun nun movie, <laughs> um, there's a movie from the 60s, maybe, that it's called The Trouble with Angels, and it's a really hilarious classic. It's absolutely not terrifying at all. No, it's a very, very funny movie, and definitely check that out if you ever can. It's called The Trouble with Angels. So good. And now, our special guest has a story for you. Special guest. We really need to get some sound <laughs> On a segment we like to call Scared, Scared to, to Talk, talk about, about It. Take it away, Mom. Okay, well, the story that I have for you today is actually a supernatural story. Um, it's a story that was told to me by my mom. Uh, one of our family members back in the late 30s, early 40s, was a taxi driver. Now, on a cold, dark night, he was doing his rounds, and he saw a nun that needed a ride. So he stopped and he picked her up, and she said to him, take me to the church. And so he did, and before she got out, she said, wait for me, I'll be back. Well, he waited and waited, and about 15 minutes went by, and so finally he got off and he went and knocked on the door and a nun came to the door to answer and he said, um, excuse me, but I'm looking for a sister that I brought here. She was supposed to come back out and I've been waiting for a while. And she said, well, I'm very sorry, but I don't know who that could be. He started to look around noticing that there were several pictures of nuns on the wall. And so he said, that one, he said, the nun in that picture, he pointed to a particular picture. And she looked at him and said, sir, I'm very sorry, that's impossible. And he said, no, it isn't because I just brought her and dropped her off, saw her walk in here. And she said, sir, I'm very sorry, but... That nun passed away 50 years <gasps> ago. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I think he also got goosebumps. and um, uh, More than goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so creepy. Oh yes. Very scary. So what, what, where was that? That happened in Brownsville, Texas. Huh. Hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, but that area is just so creepy to me. Yeah. A lot of history, a lot of... and all the little warehouses and... Yes. A lot of history and death. A lot of history. And death, and apparently. Death. Well, death and history are one one. Hand in hand. Yeah. That was so a very good story. That's a good story. Just to let y'all know, my, my mom has a lot of stories, and I think that she'll be a reoccurring guest because there's so many stories that she has. And she's a really good storyteller. Uh-huh. I think so, too. So if you want to hear our I mom more it. often, let us know. <laughs> Hashtag taco mom. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> 
I don't, I'm not going to be gracing you guys with a story this um, week. I'm just here for the witty banter and the tacos. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're not going to tell a, a story, why don't you tell another story, Mom, that's similar to that story that you just told? <clears throat> well, I do have another South Texas um, <sighs> scary Creepy story that um, took place on the highway um, 77. South, uh, as you're going through Kingsville, uh, one of my uncles uh, was in the habit of picking up hitchhikers. Oh my gosh. Very dangerous thing to do. Yes. Well, so one night he's driving through Kingsville area, which in Spanish is called La Quiniena, and he saw an old lady walking. And so he immediately stopped and picked her up. And she got into the car and he asked where she was going and she said, just drive. And so he did as she asked. And the whole time she was in the back seat, she was lecturing him on the dangers of picking up hitchhikers. Oh my God. And um, all of a sudden she says, you can stop right here and let me out. And he said, but there's nothing here. And she said, just stop and let me out. And so he stopped and before he could get out of the car, she had already gotten out of the car, and he immediately stepped out of the car, and she was gone. <gasps> she never let him see her face. Oh, my gosh. She was a small in stature, and she wore black. And so he then realized that that was his grandmother, who had passed a few years oh before. Warning him. Warning him. Wow. So that is a, a real... Real life. A real life story. Wow, that's that's awesome. That's awesome? Yes, it's awesome. It inspires awe. Awe-inspiring. Yeah. Most people don't use words correctly nowadays. <laughs> well, Lisa, thanks for getting me on the straightened arrow. <laughs> straightened arrow? It says straightened arrow. <laughs> My co-worker. Oh, gosh. We are grammar. Grammar oh snobs gosh. sometimes. Definitely grammar snobs. <laughs> so for for all intensive purposes. Are you gonna tell a story? Actually, I don't I don't have a story, but I do have a little snippet of information or a little fun fact. <laughs> yeah, a little fun fact, if you will. I did not know that churches are traditionally built um, and they're usually oriented to face east which is the direction from which the sun rises, because uh, Christianity associates that with the location of heaven and the return of the Messiah. Churches are positioned with the altar facing east, so people will pray in that holy direction. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So, um, when there is a sacrilegious church or maybe a, a satanic church, they um, face away from the east. Uh, because basically they're facing away from God and turning away, turning their back to Christ. Oh my gosh. Oh. So, so yeah. Okay. I don't know, I just found that very interesting and now I'm trying to run through my brain and see and think of all the churches that I've been to and all the, how the altars have been oriented. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to think of that too, how they I all look. eat soggy weenies. <laughs> All staring into nothingness <laughs> with a dumbfounded expression. <laughs> just trying to figure out which way is north and which way is south. Good thing we're not on video because we're one more just, <laughs> just another way the 
public school system has failed us. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm very good, very directionally <laughs> adept. Adept? Is that a word? I don't think so. Yes, it is. That was a fun fact. Thanks for that. Yeah. But you know what I'm thinking of is those houses where all this stuff happened. Can you imagine like the energy, the negative energy that's going to be Absolutely. left? The residual energy and just... I'm curious. I wasn't able... I did look to see if any of those houses have any reports of hauntings or anything, but... I wasn't able to find anything, but I'm sure probably hear the echoes of Echo. screams. And there was one man, he's 70 or 75, and he said that he still wakes up hearing thumping, which was kids banging their heads against the wall. Oh my god. Oh wow. Poor yeah. Man. So many, so many years later, and he's still, he's still haunted by that. Well, thank you everybody for tuning into our episode, and our thank you to our special guest. For joining us today. Thank thanks. you for having me. And thanks to everyone who has subscribed and liked our podcast. Please leave us a comment, or not a comment, a rating on iTunes if you listen to us on iTunes. Um, rate us. I mean, even if you want to leave us one star, that's fine. Haters. We will find you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, seriously, if you'll please uh, leave us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you listen to us on. It will definitely help us, and we really appreciate you guys being so supportive. We've received so much love, and it's just very cool. We have so much fun making these episodes. We probably have about 20 minutes of content of my mom laughing because to her, she kept saying, oh, wow. <laughs> this was her inaugural inaugural podcast episode. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's just so much fun to make them, and we've been laughing for... A very long time. Liz didn't think it was so funny, but whatever. Because I don't like to lose my concentration because then I'll just start laughing and I'll never stop. So then we won't be able to record today at all. <laughs> For those of you who follow us on Instagram, I'm going to post the two bottles of wine that we have sitting here. She swears she's losing her concentration because we're laughing. Anyway. I think it was the wine. <laughs> anyway, I would like to give a special little shout out. To our sister's husband Walter, because he's been super, super supportive, and like every day he shares the podcast or podcast posts on Facebook, and that that really means a lot to us. So thanks, Walter. You Thank you, son. You the realist. Yeah, and we also would like to give another little shout out to Jarek for our amazing, amazing, beautiful um, image that he made for Tacos and Tales, and also for the our theme song. Yes, um, we've gotten a lot of com compliments about our theme song and how catchy it is, so yay, Jarek. Thank you, Jarek. Love you. Yeah, my, my uh, co-worker was like, I just love the song. She's like, I don't know what it is about it, but as soon as I hear it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just know something good's going to happen. And then I'm like, and then you hear the podcast and you're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, no. Thank you so much to everybody that... <laughs> it's just so supportive. It's very much appreciated. Um, if you have any questions or... So now that you've heard my mom's stories, if you guys have any stories or know any stories, um, have heard any stories, send them to us at tacosalettertales at gmail.com and we'll definitely share them for us. If you feel comfortable enough, you can send it to us in an audio file and we'll play that for you guys. Look forward to October. Got some scary stuff coming your way. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. We're uh, getting into, closer yeah, so to the best time. Yeah, scared the scariest time of the year. The best time of the year, TBH. Scary. Which is it's the most wonderful time. 
Can't wait. I think I'm going to be a taco for Halloween. Okay, it'll probably be a tail. <laughs> <laughs>